0: You are listening to Wait a Minute with Beth and Jessica, episode 39.
1: I'm Jessica Pearson, certified life
0: coach. And I'm Beth Barnett Babel, integrative nutrition therapist. Together, we're Path Nutrition and we help clients break free from diet culture and create a healthy relationship with their body and food. Get our free anti diet toolkit now by going to our website, pathnutrition.com. Today,
1: we have a special guest. He is a certified life coach, coach, instructor dance choreographer and offers self-confidence coaching to Q plus creatives. Chris Hale, hello and welcome Chris. Hi. 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 Hey.
0: So glad to have you. I want everyone to know in the audience that Jessica's wearing on a Monday morning <laughs> the most fabulous sequin shirt ever to get jazzed for today. So we're gonna just I want y'all all to imagine her talking in that outfit today.
1: Well, you know, we talk about like trying on thoughts, like I just literally will try on clothes to help boost my thinking. So I think it goes both ways. Okay. <laughs>
0: Not to take it away from our guests. Sorry. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, so,
1: there sequins <laughs> I guess we have to talk about them. Yeah. So actually, so Chris is here. I have yet, I don't think we've met in real life. I, cause I have this memory, but I don't know if it happened in my head or in real life. <laughs> We were at Mastermind earlier this year, and I saw you speak, and I was just so inspired. And the story in my head is that I did come say hi to you at some point during Mastermind, but I'm like, did I really do that, or did I make that up in my mind? Like,
0: I thought I was going to do it so much that I did do it, but I didn't actually do it.
1: Like, Because I remember on stage, you were like, I'm 41. And I was like, I'm 41. And like I just (laughs) thought of all these things that we have that are similar, and I was going to come and speak to you, but I don't know if I actually... Mustered up the courage, but I eventually did have the courage to ask you to join our podcast. So here we are. Yeah.
2: The mastermind was a blur for me. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's probably a blur because it was, I mean, was it, what was that like for you? Was it nerve wracking or?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I spent a good four months stressing out about it. <laughs> and then I wasn't wholly prepared for what it was going to be like to, yeah, to like, Speak on the stage, have an impact on people, and then literally have the entire world want to tell you about the impact that you had, like in real time. Yeah. And there were like a thousand people there. So I wasn't prepared for that. It was, it was, I mean, can
1: you prepare?
2: I think that, yeah, there are some things in hindsight, like, making plans with people that I definitely wanted to see because I knew like, because I know now that like it takes a lot of energy to interact with that many people. And so then I didn't have a lot of energy left for the people I wanted to talk to mm-hmm. or see planning more space, like breaks for myself away from people. Cause I'm a total introvert, but I'm also like, I want to talk to all the people. So yeah. just kind of be mindful about like my, my limited energy, and how I want to spend it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think things like that, you know, like where it's like really like, well, kind of what we're going to talk about today. It's like really being honest with myself about who I am, mm-hmm. leaning into that and honoring
1: that. Oh my gosh. Well, I can't wait to dig deeper into this because it's so good. Because yeah. yes, you did have yeah. such an impact. And and it's how long was that speech? Like two minutes, four minutes?
2: Oh, my speech was like twenty five
1: minutes.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It was a full twenty five minutes. I don't
1: even remember. Well, I did rewatch it before I sent you these notes because I was like, I want to remember all the amazing things you had. So yeah, I'm sorry that I forgot it was longer. But like even twenty minutes, like to make that much impact on a thousand people live is a big deal. So I found your opening question to be very impactful. Would you mind sharing that with our audience? Of like it was such a good question. We tell us what it is. Yeah. So I think just a
2: little context in our coaching world, being an example of what is possible is one of the things that, you know, our teacher Brooke talks about and some of the other coaches talk about that, like, that's one of her main reasons for showing up in the world is like to be an example for other people. And so I started my talk with just asking that question of like, like everyone think about someone who is an example of what is possible for you? And of course i paused for dramatic, you know, flair. And then I followed up with like, how many of you is that person you? And the whole audience was like, <gasps> like, it was like gasps and like sh- shock and awe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was, I mean, yeah. I think, cause it's like a trick question, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: It's a total trick question. And I didn't know how it was going to land either. So I was like, this is either going to like really hit or it's going to flop. And if it flops, I have to be up here for another 20 minutes. And what the F am I going to do?
0: <laughs> yeah. Get people well, it, to come
1: around to that idea. I know, but exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah I it. Well, I would say that it landed. I mean, I still, I literally have my model from your speech right here. Thank
2: you mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you want to share it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, because I think your question was like, well, you had so many good questions, but the model I think was to to have the action be I am my own
2: authority. Yeah,
1: and so it was like, if that's your action, like, what is what what is the thought and and what is the feeling? So I came up with the thought, which was like, I do know exactly what to do.
2: Mm, I love it. I do know exactly what to do.
1: Because as you know, what we're going to talk about today is like being your own authority means like making your own decisions and trusting in yourself and believing that you do know exactly what you need to do because so many of us second guess ourselves and live with so much self-doubt and we stew in confusion. And so that's fun. And then, yeah, the feeling with self-confidence, which we have talked about with our audience that self-confidence doesn't always mean feeling confident, which when you're giving that speech, you're on stage, like you came out like dancing, fabulous, like you were embodied, like actual confidence, but that doesn't mean that we feel that way all the time. Like self-confidence means like, I can feel crappy and still know that I can pick myself up and keep going.
2: Oh yeah. I wanted to throw up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, yeah, it's like, I like think of self-confidence as a skill, right? So like knowing that the worst thing is a negative emotion being willing to feel negative emotions and having our own back when we do. So that like, if we can do those things, then it allows us to show up in any space, regardless of how we feel on top of that or underneath that or adjacent to that or whatever.
1: Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people think like, Oh, he looks confident on stage, but we don't really know what's actually in your body <laughs> in that moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah i'm like
0: i'm just like taking it all in because i'm like i wasn't there at the right Mastermind. this is your first time hearing <laughs> it is, right? it's all my first time hearing it and i'm like oh this is like kind of a lot to take in and i really am just like just really absorbed in it and i just love that we need to just keep reminding people that self-confidence is a skill we don't just have it just because we say we do like Correct. it takes practice to to learn to learn that yeah. about ourselves. Was well, the so. ongoing practice? Right? It's ongoing practice. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: I have a like a follow up to that question now too with people It's like, okay, maybe you're not the first person that comes to mind, but like, are you even on the list? Right? <laughs> like when we <laughs> when we have yeah. when we think about all of our mentors and idols and the people we look up to, like, are you on the list of somebody who? You think about like, do you celebrate your own wins? Do you look back at how you've gotten to where you are and, and not only celebrate that, but learn from yourself? Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be number one, but like, let's, let's try to get on the list.
0: Yeah. I think that my interpretation of people, if they are on their own list, it comes with a, but
2: mhm Uh
0: And there's just like a litany of of things. And so I'm like, does that even count? You know, like they kind of put themselves up there, but then they really might minimize where they play in because it might sound to them like maybe self-confidence sounds somewhat conceited.
2: Oh, interesting, yeah. You
0: know, like being like, oh, well, I can't really, you know, do that. And so it's kind of like a, you know, mm. they they can't really fully do it, even though they might put themselves on the list because they think they should be there, but they're not fully confident in that.
2: I think that brings up the conversation of like arrogance versus self-confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Just because you, like, believing in yourself is not arrogant, but we've been made to believe that it is, right? And I think this is why, right, like, the conversation around becoming your own authority is so important is because we are taught to defer to someone else to give us answers. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, like, the obvious conclusion to draw from that is that, well, then I I shouldn't be listening to myself I'm not good enough I don't have the answers because someone else is supposed to have the answers which then brings us to this place of like oh yeah I can't be on the list right I don't deserve to be on the list
0: right there's not enough validation there right
1: yeah Which we say that all the time with body image, too. It's like we were taught so much, like, I'm not allowed to like my body. Like, we're, you know, I think about mean girls, right? It's like, oh, we're supposed to go around the room and talk about all of the things that we hate about ourselves. And so, like, to be like, yeah, I'm cool with my thighs. People are like, what? What do you mean you like your thighs?
2: (laughs) Oh, my God, it's so true. Which is like, yeah, I I don't like my thighs. But...
0: (laughs) What I've i got to see everybody's thighs this past weekend and I, you can tell the people that are totally okay with them and all of their mesh and brazilian it, bikinis it's and then the new- ones that don't and it's so fun i'm like wow amazing i wouldn't wear that but i love that you're wearing a neon g-string with mesh over it. it's amazing
1: <laughs> so yes. yeah I love it. I think I do feel like this younger, oh God, I'm aging myself. <laughs> this younger generation, right? <laughs> the 20 somethings of today, I think are really like becoming truly more body positive and just open. And I'm like, yeah. yes, I, I do. I love it so much. Yeah. It was a lot of fun.
0: So in general, we, are just, we love this topic for our audience because we have people that do come to us that are wanting to be their own authority but really they don't because they tell me, just tell me what to eat and what to do and I'll go do it. And it's like, it's not really how we work. So yes, we do offer them some road path, but you know, we really want our clients to do that because they're, we can't stay, you know, clients with them forever and ever, right? Like we have to, at some point let them free. And if we just tell them what to eat, then they've not, become their own authorities yeah
1: they actually want us to be their authority right Right. that's why they come to us because they're like you have the education you are the authority you tell me what to do and we'll go do it and it's like well
0: well (laughs) i will give you some ideas (laughs) but you have to like we want them to like come into it themselves and i think that there's a lot of people that have quit over the years because they're like she's not telling me what to do she's making me think for myself and it's like some people are not ready for that and it's very interesting so
2: yeah i think it's can be scary right and i i do i do think that it is it's like uncovering who we've made our authority and making the choice to reclaim that authority is some of the most important work that we can do because We're never gonna truly like create what we want for ourselves or create the life that we want for ourselves, or that's meant for us, really. Mm -hmm. Right. If I'm following someone else's path and if I'm following someone else's rules, I'm I'm gonna create some version of what they had. And it might not even be right for me, you know. I think specifically around it's any goal, but like when we're talking about our bodies, like having a dance background and being so like, intimately aware of my body and teaching dancers and, like, understand, like, having to create an understanding for for them with them around what their body can and can't do, Mm -hmm. just gives you a, like, a real understanding that, like, it's so personal. Like, everything is so personal. And, like, the mechanics, like, let's take with movement, the mechanics of, of movement, like, we're we're all going to kind of do the movement correctly the same way, but it's going to look different. And if we want it to look the same, then we actually have to approach it differently. Mm -hmm. So it's just so interesting to think about the different variations that go on there with like how everybody's body truly is different and that we really have to get to know ourselves and what works for us to achieve the thing we want to achieve.
1: Ooh, I love that. I love what you said. You're like, even if we wanted it all to look the same, we would have to approach it differently because yeah. we're all so different. It's like thinking of it. So I don't I don't think I've told you this, but I danced from the time I was like six to like 25. And yeah, you think about like, oh, well, my hips don't do this. So if I want it to look this way, then I'm going to have to do this movement like a little bit differently than the way she does it or whatever. Yeah.
2: So Exactly. Um, right. It's like, okay, so if we wanted to create uniformity, all right, you need to like shift your pelvis this way and you need to like, you know, lift your leg this, you know, it's like, we'd have to like, each individual person would have specific corrections that would create uniformity. And so and
1: it feels physically different in each person's body, just like eating different foods feels physically different in everybody's body. And Uh, I don't know. It's just like everybody. Yeah, everybody's looking for this answer of like, you just tell me what the key is. It's like, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to figure this out together, right? But like, it's going to look different for you than it does for me. And we tell people all the time, like Beth and I are very different, right? Like, yes, we're in the same business together. We're doing the same thing. But like, what feels good in her body is so different from mine. And we've really learned that over the years of just being around each other for so long.
2: I love that. Like we're going to figure this out together because that's that's what everything is as a coach, right? Like when we're coaching people or it doesn't matter what it is, like I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. We're going to figure it out together. There's no hierarchy in that relationship as far as I'm concerned. It's like we're on even footing and I have some information and you have information about you and your experience. And we're going to bring that together and we're going to create something together.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like that thought process around that as well. I when I'm working with somebody, you know, and I hear something, I'm like, I go through that same struggle, and it just looks different for me now because I've I've learned tools to get around that. But you know, like there's I I go through a lot or have been through a lot of the things that our clients go through and so i really make sure that they understand that because that makes them feel like they're not alone and for some reason we all feel like we're on this like this suffering island of of our own but we all have the same version of suffering in some different way you know it's just we all are going through it and we all think we're we're the only ones going through it so it's just like, I think it's really helpful for people to get those, that confirmation from others as well. So
1: Yeah. So I do want to talk more about, okay, being our own authority. I think earlier you said it is scary, right? <laughs> Which I love what you said. It's like uncovering who made our authority, right? I think you said like, whose goal is it?
2: Yeah. Right? Like, where did you get, where did you get that goal? Right? Like, that's something that It's so important to look at because, right, like if you take a standard goal, like in the life coach industry, it's like make 100K in your first year. But like if you've only ever made 20K, like 30K might feel like a stretch for you and a stretch for your brain, right? Because we're really trying to build belief around our goals Mm-hmm. in order to create them. And if you're jumping too far, you're never going to be able to actually create the belief around something that's going to have you be able to create the feelings and take the actions to create that. Mm-hmm. So who told you, who, ge- who gave you that goal, right? And we have to really look at what's being like told to us, what's being marketed to us, and then bring it back to ourselves and say like, is, does that resonate with me? Is it what I want? Why do I want it? Do I want it because someone else suggested it? Or do I actually want it because that's what feels like the most authentic next step for me?
1: Yeah. So where do you think the actual resistance <laughs> is coming from for people? Because it's like, I'm sure they're listening. They're like, whoa, this is really good. But then it's like, they go to try to apply it. And it's like, you know, becoming your own authority is scary. So like, at least I experienced in clients, there's resistance. So maybe you're not experiencing that, but.
2: No, it's it's in the parts where we think we need to be different. That's mm-hmm. the resistance. It's, it's like, because we haven't accepted all of the parts of ourselves, we show up and we're hoping that you, the coach, like you guys are going to tell me like how to get rid of the parts of me that I don't like versus like leaning into really understanding myself as a person and Mm -hmm. what works for me. And that means that I have to confront my limitations and people don't want to confront their limitations. We've also marketed to people that they don't need to be limited by anything. The sky's the limit. You can have anything you want. You can do anything you want. And that's not actually true. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The United States mentality of like just all you have to do is pull up your bootstraps, work hard, and maybe meet some people along the way, and everything can be yours.
2: Yeah. And it's not, it's just not true. It's not, it's not most people's experience, honestly. You know, it really completely disregards any systemic issues that are holding people back mm-hmm. that are realities, you know. Mm-hmm. So that there's that part of it. And then (laughs) that's a whole nother conversation. But then there's the part of it where it's like, yeah, I know for me, I'm really kind of leaning into my human design. I don't know if y'all are into human design at all.
0: I am familiar with it and I've had mine read, but I don't. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's like any of these like personality tests or whatever that kind of like give you sort of a way to communicate about yourself or understand yourself more deeply. And it's things that I already innately know about myself. Like I have limited energy. And so like, I need a lot of naps. I can't, I'm, I'm not a hustler, Right. Like my husband can hustle. He can work his butt off and achieve a lot. And like for me to achieve the same, like I have to sleep. I've got to rest. I need to be alone. Mm -hmm. Like I need so much alone time. And so my human design is kind of helping, like, like another one of those things that like affirms that for me. That's kind of like, oh, yeah. Like this is kind of like the looking outside myself, but it's almost like a validation. It's like, oh, what I knew about myself is true. And I think that is important sometimes to have like something that like just validates you and says like, yeah, like that's a thing or it could be a thing. It's the same thing with systemic issues, right? Like saying like, yeah, there is a system that is oppressing you. That is true. What do we want to do with that?
1: Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) So I think that's like when I lean into me, it's hard at first because I want to be like, no, I should be able to like hustle and work hard and like do all the things, and it's like I actually can't.
0: You yeah. could. I can't. I, you would, would kill yourself. A, <laughs> a, yeah, I burn. I burn. <laughs> yeah, myself it would come out. at a great cost, and that's yeah. not. Honoring yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when we're pushing so hard against something, I think that we don't realize when we're just feels like we're like walking in the wind all the time that we probably should probably turn around and think (laughs) maybe this isn't the path I should be going. <laughs> you yeah, know, like
2: the push you the other direction. Yeah, like right? let it
0: be easy <laughs> instead of fighting against it all the time. But I often think that people don't notice the wind that they're walking into. Correct. Because it feels so normal to them all the time. And that wind is like all the confirmation of, you know, what people are needing to hear. And it's just is like, they're like, well, this is what we're supposed to do. So I'm just going to walk in this wind some more.
1: Yeah. Or there's no, this they're belief they're... that it's like everything is supposed to be hard or it's not working. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> like, I don't know. That's true. Yeah. A few things should be
0: hard, but like not yeah. everything. you right? know? I mean,
1: yeah. It's not necessarily everything's supposed to be easy either. Right. But it's like, mm. um, what are we doing to ourselves?
0: Yeah. And I just feel like there should be some discomfort when we're letting that go. I, So I've been doing a lot of reading about like consciousness and ego and all this other stuff. And this is what being your own authority is not what the ego mind wants at all. And so because it is, it's very much attached to all of this external and kind of think of it as, you know, when we used to, you know, do something that the tribe didn't like, and we could get kicked out of the tribe. That's what that feels like. And the ego is like, no, we got to stay with the tribe, even if it, but you know, you would actually set yourself free if we could just let that go. Mm-hmm. Our tribe is much bigger now. More yeah, it's but- <laughs> so, it is.
2: It's like that evolutionary thing that I think is like, it's so important to acknowledge because it's again one of those things that's hardwired into us that we then have to, we have to make room for that.
0: Yeah, Yeah.
2: it's not going anywhere. Right. So like, how do I want to use that? How is like, is it useful? How is it useful? What do I how do I want to interact with it when my brain is like, oh, no, 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 it's not safe to do this, because I'm going to be ostracized or thrown out of the group. It's like, wait, is that true? (laughs) right. How true is that? Like, yeah, I could be canceled online. How would that affect me? How would that really affect my life? Mm -hmm. In what ways do I have the ability to build back? Like, and just get really, again, like honest with ourselves about who we are, what we're capable of, and what we
1: want. Yeah. I love what you said. And this is totally in Bath's wheelhouse, which was the like, help you know, help me get rid of the parts that I don't like, because Beth does all of the parts work with IFS. And so I don't know, Beth, like, do you have anything to add or to speak to that? Because I do think that is what people are saying. And I've never really thought about it that way, which is like, yeah, I don't like the part of me that wants this or that. And it's like, well, yeah, we're not here to like, shut them down. We're actually here to include them and to help help work them in.
0: Yeah. So for me with the parts, it's like, well, why is that part so like resistant to what we're trying to do? Because a part is only there for our best good. However, how it shows up in our society doesn't actually feel that way, right? Cause they're just trying to make emotions go away or try to make us be in control. Like it's all like it's in a role to feel good. But so if a part is trying to protect us and we're rejecting it, it's like, you know, like your best friend or your daughter or somebody like feeling rejected because you you won't let them be a part help you. And so you have to work with them to be like, wh- what's, Driving this behavior? What did you have to do to create this role? Can I help you not have to do this job anymore? And so then when you get all the parts on board, like, hey, okay, I'm, I'm leading from self, I'm leading from heart space from, you know, what is me, then it's like, okay, you can come up when there's something that looks real wrong, and I still need you, and I still need you, but I need you to not be in control anymore. I'm the one in control now, and I will check in with you from time to time, make sure we're all good, but I, I need whispers, not a complete takeover.
2: Yeah, That's- it's such a compassionate way to like interact with yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. It really think- is. It's really a wonderful space. And so, and then you really find out that most of the time, all these things of like, you know, what, like why we, you know, overeat, overdrink, overspend, overwork, all those is because we're trying to protect a little version of ourselves that didn't have the space or the ability to, to, process whatever emotion that we experienced at that time but they just become really good at their jobs over and over and over and over again for years and years and years and <laughs> they get bigger right. for jo- well, as you're saying that it like makes me think about one of the things that
2: i i talk about with my clients a lot around self-confidence which is like becoming a safe space for yourself
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: and you know, that to me is just like the ultimate and like you creating that safe space for yourself
0: Mm -hmm. to be
2: with yourself. So that like, yeah, all, all of you are allowed to exist and we're going to give you jobs. We're going to give you functions. We're going to, we're going to tell you when you're useful and thank you for that. And we're going to tell you when you're not useful and and it's it's someone else's job, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's really how we create. I think most people really don't want to be their own authority because of how they're going to treat themselves when things don't work out the way they wanted them to. They're mm-hmm. afraid of themselves yes. because yes. we're going to fail. We're going to miss the mark, right? We're going to like, quote unquote, like eat all the right things for three weeks and not, ha- not have nothing change. And then we're going to beat ourselves up afterwards and 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 tell ourselves that like we got it wrong again and we're n- it's never going to be any good and we're not going to be safe for ourselves and the only way to actually find out what works if that's your goal if you're if it's a weight loss goal or if it's just a behavior change goal is to learn from those 3 weeks mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. to say like this is just information what did i learn about myself but if we keep making ourselves wrong and beating ourselves up we never create that space to get it wrong or to need to make adjustment and that's really why I think like we don't want to own the authority because because like we're going to need someone to blame and it's going to be us and we're going to be we're going to be mean to ourselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think about diet culture it's like, "Oh, we can just blame the diet. Oh, it's the diet's fault that it didn't work," right? And then people I, come to us and I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm not going to be your scapegoat." Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, And the thing is, is like, you know, well, diet culture in and of itself, just the whole premise of it of like that we need to be constantly dieting or that like we need yeah. to, like all of that is just, you know, I'm sure you all talk about that a lot. But just in the in the fact that like everything works for someone. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Right. And. Or like we were talking about, again, with knowing ourselves and our energy, I could make it work for me, but is that the best thing for me? Is it going to be the thing that feels the best for me? And I honestly believe that the the more we lean into what feels good, not in like an indulgent escapist buffering right. kind of mm-hmm. way, but like what feels most aligned is always going to be the path.
1: Yeah. And that to me is the nuance of teaching people because they're like, well, I tried intuitive eating and I just like ate all of the things. And I'm like, that's not really what that is. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, it might be
0: for like a week. week, Yeah, yeah. you know. And while that part (laughs) really gets to be like, oh my god, she's letting us do it, and then you know, then our self really comes through. But that one part does get to indulge for the week, and it's because it's been so repressed.
2: (laughs) Right. It's like the deconditioning. Right. Like we need we need to go through like how do we decondition, and that's a part of it. And then, but if you don't again learn anything from it if you don't like attune your inner ear and do that work while you're doing the deconditioning work then like yeah you're not going to learn anything which means you're not going to you're not going to make progress
1: right it's like being your own authority doesn't mean that you're saying yes all the time right Yeah. And that's kind of the hard part is like, oh, how do I learn when to say no? What are my boundaries? What are the things that like I need to actually really listen to and change? And that's where everybody's like, well, I don't know how to do this. And it and that is the process of trying, failing, trying again, failing again, trying again, failing again. And so that's why we have to learn how to fail without making it mean that we're terrible people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're like no, failure is great. It's part of the process. <laughs> we have to learn like, no. <laughs> <And laughs> yeah. <our>, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because our perfection is part of us. Is like we hate failure. It means that we have to quit. It means that we're not you know doing it right. There's something wrong with us. Something has gone terribly wrong. It's like no, this is the process.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting because there's like aspects where I find failing. I'm like, I'm failing at this miserably, but I am on my path and I learned this and there are things that I fail at. And I'm like, I don't always get to make those same thoughts. Like I would just I'm like, there one is okay. And I like, we'll even find comedy in it. And the other one is like, you know, a dark hole, shame spiral in the shower for 15 minutes while you process it. And you're like, you know, it's so interesting how even how you can't always do it when you want to, but you get practice of showing up for yourself over and over again. I think that's where it comes out. Well, that just sounds to me like you're
1: feeling the feeling.
0: Maybe. Yeah, possibly. But I'm just saying like some people <laughs> might understand, like might struggle, right? Like, cause yeah. they're just like, well, I can do it in this case, but maybe not in this case. And so it's like, well, it's fine. You just have to keep practicing being able to not get stuck in that feeling right yes now i can get to the point where you know you yeah. get to feel the feeling jar and or in the in bed well that's Move the on. sometimes
1: being your own authority means crying in the shower <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's also the why right like there are going to be circumstances yeah. for us
1: mm-hmm. that
2: are harder not because the circumstance is harder Right. Like objectively, but it's harder for us for whatever reason. Right. Like, we're at whatever our history is whatever our programming is, and just understanding like, well, why? Why is this something that's harder for me to let go of or harder for me to shift? Mm -hmm. You have to acknowledge that and and first just say like, yeah, this is harder for me. And and this is the like trying to coach ourselves away from who we are versus coaching ourselves into who we are Mm
1: -hmm. is like,
2: if I'm able to say, okay, yeah, this is harder for me and not make that a problem, then I can get curious about it. If I go, this is harder for me, and it shouldn't be, and look how I'm able to do it in this other place, and look how they were able to do it, and why can't I? Then we're coaching ourselves away
0: from ourselves. Yeah. As you were saying that, I felt a part of me, like an old part of like, because I had a scenario going through my head of what I was like thinking about. And I was like, oh, that's where that comes from. Like, I can be okay with that. But this is why I can't because it's like, I'm like, oh, this is why that part works so hard. It's from, you know, Mm. from way back, right. And so there's, you know, like you said, there's, there's reasons why that might be harder for one person, this particular circumstance. It's just so fascinating.
1: Yeah, so we could talk about parts all day long. So I did want to ask you a question. And for you, Chris, like, and and as I was thinking about this question, I was thinking, like, we really go in on ourselves over and over again, right? Like, it, it doesn't mean like, oh, I've decided I'm my own authority and I'm done. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but like, I don't know, just for fun, would you mind telling me, like, do you remember the first time that you decided to to become your own authority? And like, what was the circumstance and all that around it?
2: You know, it's like I don't even know, honestly. Like Or is
1: there one that stands out to you where you're like, oh, this is this was a great situation for me.
2: Yeah. No, I think trusting myself around like my when to when to start my podcast. Like I had had the idea for it, or I actually had a dance podcast and then I shifted my niche and I was like, Oh, I want to do a new podcast. But it just never felt right. And I just kept telling myself, oh, but like you should start getting it done. And then I was just like, no, you know what? I'm not going to do it until it feels like the right time. Mm. And I just made that decision. And I I feel like that's the decision that I keep making over and over and over again is that I'm going to trust the timing and not tell myself, that it needs to like be on a timeline that doesn't, doesn't like fit for me. So that's a lot of like the way that I use my own authority, like I become my own authority is like, yeah, I get to decide the timeline. I get to decide what it looks like, and it's allowed to feel good. And I don't have to like try to coach myself into making it feel good. Mm-hmm. I just get to wait until it feels like the right time.
1: Yeah, we totally did that with our podcast too. It took us like a year <laughs> from the t- from the day we were like, we should do a podcast. Actually, having a podcast because we definitely it actually took longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we wanted to start
0: it before podcasts became popular. Yeah,
1: um, we were going to record our walks. yeah, we, yeah. Could- we didn't even do that. <laughs> But I just love that, that you're like, I don't have to wait. I don't don't have to to adhere to a timeline. It's like, yeah, I can wait.
0: So I
1: have a follow-up question
0: to this because, you know, I follow y'all same coach. I didn't go through the program, but I mean, I might as well have. Aren't you like a triple diamond scholar though? something insane. Do I, I don't keep up on the regular, but I refuse to be a quitter. So I keep paying <laughs> my monthly fees. Um, <laughs> so, but I have a question. So, because in the coaching world, when you talk about that, about, well, I'm just going to wait until it feels right and the timing feels good. But what I have heard Brooks say multiple times is sometimes you know it's like you just have to do it anyway because it's going to be uncomfortable and da da, da 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 and so then like how do you decide? Do you have like this like you know special chris tingle feeling that's like, yeah. <laughs> this is the time of where I'm going to wait versus no I just need to like be uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that's part of the trusting my authority is like trusting that like I'm gonna know. When it's something that is going to benefit me to like push through and, Mm -hmm. and knowing when it's something that I need to wait for inspiration for. And I think, you know, being an artist, like being a dancer, like that's really something that like yeah there are times when like I had a job to do when I had to choreograph something and it was like this is the time that I have to do it and so like I just need to do it mm-hmm. and not wait I can't like have, I can't like wait for like the choreography gods to like send me things I just have to move mm-hmm. and what I found is that if I just moved even if I didn't like have the inspiration then the inspiration would come mm-hmm so there are moments like that when it's like, okay, I said I was going to do this. I gave myself a timeline or I'm, I'm, you know, I told someone else I'd show up and yeah, I need to create motion like action to cr- then like get into the flow or the inspired state. So that model's very different. That's mm-hmm. like a, I'm not inspired, but I'm like, I can do this. Right. Or yeah. this is important to me. And that creates like a, like a commitment or a determination that allows me to show up. I think one of the best questions though comes up with like, we can manage our minds around any situation and we can like make ourselves show up to any situation, but do we want to like, is that energy that I want to spend? Do I want to spend the? Cause it it's like, it takes time and it takes energy to to shift ourselves into a space that gets us to take action when we're not really feeling it? And do mm. I want to? Is it mm. worth it to me? Is that work worth it to me in this situation?
1: Yeah, mm. I'm coming full circle thinking about you on stage, right? It's like that felt a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of probably negative physical and emotional feelings, but it was like, but you knew you wanted to do it.
2: Yes. And I actually had to like, like, I didn't this is something that came up in my own coaching that was like I didn't know how to want it in a way that felt good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so that means I want it. Does <laughs> it need to feel good? And it really didn't. Like it didn't need to like it didn't need to feel good for in, me.
0: you're talking about in your preparation of getting Yeah, ready in to my it.
2: preparation. Yeah. yeah. Like because that was one of the other places. That was the other example of when I, when I was my own authority was like preparing. Like I was telling myself preparing needed to look a certain way,
0: mm.
2: and I actually got coached on this, so that was that was helpful. <laughs> um, like, yeah, what if what if the way that I was preparing was preparing? Like, what if that is what preparing looks like, and that works for me? But I still had so many nerves. I still had so much coming up that like was really hard for me, and so I had to like allow for that, you know, duality of I want it and it doesn't feel good. Mm. Yeah. And those two had to be able to exist together. But that's what's so great about our brains, right? When it's like like if I if my brain offers me I don't know how to want this in a way that feels good, then for me it's always like, well, like does it then does it have to feel good? Like, you know. And so that's just an easy way to kind of question what our brains offer us is like, all right, what if it doesn't have to?
1: Did it ever feel good, either during or after, or a few days later? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely
2: felt good, probably like two minutes in. Yeah, when I finally like the, settled into yeah. it, and yeah, definitely after. I, I will say that is one of those things that I didn't look back on and have a lot of like Which notes. I changed. Yeah, yeah, like for myself, I'm like which is amazing because you know as a performer you're always like well that could have been better but i just was able to leave it i haven't watched it i'm not planning on watching it
0: (laughs) yeah i think a lot of people would be still struggle for a while in that space of okay It doesn't have to feel good and I want it, but does it mean because it doesn't feel good that I don't really want it? I can see where people might could get themselves all tripped up in the messy soup of their mind on, well, if it doesn't feel good, should I be doing it? Mm. But even though I think I want it, maybe I don't really want it. And then so maybe this is like my gut instinct telling me that I don't really want it. Like I could just see like all those <laughs> thoughts just going around, you know, and then and I can see where people are like, this is really confusing. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, which is, you know, not being satisfied with their life. in yeah. some capacity. So
1: actually, I don't know. This is from my Marie Forleo days. She had a great way of asking a question like that where it'd be like, when you think about yourself on stage or when you think about, you know, what it is that you want to be doing in your life, like... What is the, like, going into, like, it's more somatic, like, physical, like, do you feel, like, a sense of, like, openness? Like, do your shoulders open? Like, are you smiling? So, like, one of the ways that I can tell that when when I'm recording something, like a video, if I watch back and I find myself smiling (laughs) at her video, I'm like, hey. I must think that this is great because I'm smiling at it, (laughs) right? So it's like, do you feel open? Do you feel any, even though you might actually have the feeling of terror or, you know, some tensity in your body, Mm -hmm. it's like looking for those physical signs of like noticing that it is something that I want versus like, you know, are my hands clenched? Like, am I making a a squishy, ugly face? Like, you Mm -hmm. know, like... Are there physical signs that it's like, nope, like it's just a no for me, you know? So I don't know. Sometimes I think like actually looking at my body or feeling in my body other than just the emotion that I'm feeling sometimes can help. Because like when I watch those videos, sometimes I'm like all nerves, right? I'm like, ooh, it's I don't like watching myself on camera, right? But it's like if I'm smiling and freaking out at the same time, it's like, wait, I'm smiling. There is something to this, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's like, am I am I expanding or am I contracting in this space? And I think that can sometimes be a tell.
2: I think, like you know, sometimes the the expansion can be the whisper because you know, if you're someone like I have a lot of like trauma that I deal work with, and so my nervous system can like I'm like hyper vigilant. I'm looking for the threat, and so I have to be like, okay, is there anything to be scared of in this situation? Right? Like you're you're anxious and you're you're interpreting like the, the, what's going on in your body as something bad. Mm -hmm. It's not, but like, what's the worst, that's where the, what's the worst thing that could happen Mm -hmm. question is really useful because there's really nothing to be afraid of in that situation. And so then it just like, okay, well now we've settled that. And now why do I want it? Like, do I, what are the reasons I do want it? And do I like those reasons?
1: I love those questions.
2: What, so, what are your
1: whys and do I yeah. do you like the reason why? Or do you yeah. like the reason why not to do it? It's like, do exactly. I like the reason for not getting on stage?
2: Yeah. And like, no, I did <laughs> not like the reason for not getting on stage because I knew it wasn't, it was like fight or flight. It was my nervous system being dysregulated. It was like fear. And I don't like that reason for not getting mm-hmm. on stage. And it's fine if that is the reason, If you if you're like, okay with it. And I wasn't okay with that being the reason to not do it.
1: Have you spoken publicly since?
2: No. (laughs) I had to think about it. No, I haven't. Um, Do you
1: have plans to speak publicly in the future?
2: I don't. I would love to do more public speaking. I mean, I do live calls for scholars. So Mm -hmm. that kind of feels like public speaking, even though it's like in the comfort of my own home. Mm -hmm. But no, I I mean, I would love to do more speaking gigs, but I just, I don't have any plans for that
1: coming up. Will I see you in November? In Phoenix?
2: No, I won't be there.
1: Well, that's a bummer. Well, maybe I'll no. see you around. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> maybe I'll get coached in scholars. I time in real uh, life. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Well, I think, I don't know. Does anybody have anything else to add? I have one really qu- hopefully quick question. So
0: you talked about how you do it with yourself. Can you just give me an example of like, what is the main reason why people come to you? Like, how do you, like, what are people... What are you working with with people? There's <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> <laughs> my awkward question. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, a lot of people, it's like a couple of things. A lot of people come to me for transitions because I work with creatives who are looking to kind of like monetize their work in mm-hmm. some way. Or if they're already monetizing it, like kind of lean into that being more less of a side hustle and more of a main mm-hmm. thing. So the, the, The All the feels that come up during a transition, like transitioning maybe away from a job into this being more full time or just, you know, the mindset transition that happens Mm -hmm. when you decide that, like, you're going to go all in on something like selling your work or your expertise. So that's kind of, you know, and then other than that, it is a lot about self-confidence. I do coach coaches, a lot of coaches Mm -hmm. on Like being more confident as coaches, Mm -hmm. because I do think that like that can get in the way a lot of times from people selling their coaching is that they don't feel confident about their actual coaching.
0: Yeah. So they're basically not confident in their job. Yeah, a big deal. Like, you, know, you yeah, need. Like,
2: how do you sell it if you don't feel good about yeah, it and right? you
0: need somebody you always you need to feel confident in your job whether you're a doctor or a coach or you know you, you know just showing up to, to do a food service you need to be confident in that so you don't hurt yourself or something yeah
1: oh, yeah that's great no people we all need that so Yes, we yeah. all need a coach. And what what is your tagline?
2: My tagline, which is also the name of my podcast, is "You need a coach, bitch."
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes. As I said with the Britney, you know, like yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's 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 actually a takeoff of Britney. Right? I was yeah. listening to the song, and she's like, "You you want a hot body? You want a Maserati? You, you got to work, bitch." And I was like, "No, you need a coach." <laughs> <laughs>
1: like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that um, okay so if you want to find chris hale out in the world you can find them at on instagram at the only chris hale on the internet at the only chris and on tiktok at the only chris hale
2: thank you so much for having me this was and, an amazing chat
1: yay thank you for coming thank you so much it was It was beautiful, and now I can just say, now I have met you in real life, and I can let go of my imaginary (laughs) situation. It happened. We keep our eyes peeled for things in the media or in real life that come from diet culture or that perpetuate diet culture in some way. These are often subtle ways it creeps in, which is why we are shining a light on it and sharing it with you. What do you got for us today, Beth? Okay. We had a lot to choose from, but I'm really,
0: really, really riled up about this current trend that has. That. I'm ready. <laughs> it's been, it's been building for the last couple of months, but it's coming to an head in my awareness and I can't take it anymore. The blatant ads of people of like straight, like normal diet ads, like having trouble losing weight. Da, da, da. You can get this directly to your door. It's only a prescription medication for blood sugar regulation. And so there's all these like very classic diet culture ads about unwanted weight and belly fat and all this other stuff. But it is for different drugs medications which should not be taken lightly because they do have side effects for example metformin is being touted on all of these
1: things but that was the first one i saw and i think i texted you that was maybe even like six months like that was that was the first one a long time ago where i was like wait they're using metformin like off label as a weight loss drug yes
0: And so, well, what you can do is I guess you can like go in to these like, you know, consumable websites that have doctors. I guess it's similar to how I'm getting like the CGM, but I'm not taking a medication. So there's that. But you can get it from, you know, these doctors through these like commercial companies and they're delivered to your door, but they have side effects. Like it's not just losing some weight from a supplement. Like it's legit medication. There are reasons why people should be on them. And there are reasons why that people that need to be on them cannot be on them because of the side effects. And so please, like, do not just go into these, like, diet, like, into these, like, like, company. I am like, I can't even, like, get my words. I'm so, like, (laughs) now that I'm talking about it. I'm, like, so ramped up about it. so ramped up. You can't even complete it. Yeah, so this one, this ad was... Join found. And so I'm just going to say out the name. There are three pills in four boxes and it was all fun graphics. And the pill of metformin regulates blood sugar and insulin levels. Okay. Why are you? Yeah. And then porin treats cravings and compulsive eating and topramate to reduce appetite and cravings. And people will see this and be like, wow okay let me get on that and then the last one is losing weight at home is hard yeah. and so take the three-minute health assessment see if you qualify and I'm like this is not okay and so then tell me the one that you saw which I was like freaking out about the one that you saw that was um because the other it drugs, was at the injectable right yeah is that the Oz- ozempic or Okay, sure. If you want to take that, guys... So the re- how that works is that if you have really high insulin levels, there your body does struggle to get glucose where it needs. You're in a place where your cells are struggling, right? So insulin resistance and high insulin is inflammatory. It does cause problems for the body. But you don't just casually take that because if you're doing that and you don't have high insulin because you're just trying to lose some weight, then you will get very sick. You, you run the risk of having hypoglycemic events that are not safe. And on top of it, the top, the almost every single person that takes that medication, you know what they do? They barf. <laughs> like, so it is not a casual drug. You, it makes it so your stomach slows down and, alts, and alters the way that you release insulin. And so because of how strong it is, people get sick while their body's adjusting to it. It can take up to like eight weeks for people to stop barfing on this drug. And so it's just not a casual. These are not casual weight loss supplements. Yeah. So I think
1: it was Ozempic and Wegovy are the two. I think it's one's brand name and one's. Not or I don't know, but they're the same thing. They do that. They have the same function, which is it's that insulin thing, but it's also doesn't it? It slows down your digestion. Yeah, it's it's called yeah. It
0: slows gastric emptying. Its main mechanism of action is on insulin secretion, and then its secondary is to slow down gastric emptying. And so people don't want to eat very much on it because of how it makes them feel because they get full feeling very quickly but people feel really nauseous and feel really terrible and if you eat something you know i I hear from multiple people that are on it because they have high insulin that their doctor checks and monitors this then if you eat something either too sugary or too greasy it really depends on the person on what you know what their body tolerates is that they then throw that up Or you feel really terrible for until however long it takes for your body to finally absorb, you know, digest it. Right.
1: So it's like, okay, we can keep you from eating, but it's like, okay, now am I, what are the long-term effects? Like, am I going to be malnourished? Like, is this going to affect my actual physical health in a different way? Like... Yeah. So I, when, but the, my clients that are on it, we really work
0: hard on, okay, since you have limited capacity on how much you want to eat and are able to eat, we really need to focus on these. And we do a variety of supplements because of the volume is not there to get in some of these key nutrients. And so we're really specific about nutrients and I don't, we don't rely just on that medication. I really support the other pathways. And so just but that's, yeah. So as you can see, I'm working with their doctor, you know, often, you know, through the client on, you know, getting the right plan together and the doctors, they always know what I'm doing and vice versa. And to me, I feel safe doing that, but like getting people getting these to their door is
1: just not, not okay. Like not okay. (laughs) Right. Like you need some other guidance. It's not just, you don't want to just be injecting yourself without like yeah. So I want to point out this thing that I got and I sent it to you. I think I was like out of town and I don't recall following Town and Country Mag on Instagram, but apparently I do. And they did this article called Skinny Rich. And it's like this pricey health hack, which I didn't know that it was pricey because I guess maybe it's probably not covered by insurance. So you're probably yeah, you're going from- outside of the insurance model. Yeah, so it's not like a $5 yeah. script. It's Christ. like, yeah. yeah, you're
0: paying cash rate for so it. So I
1: just want to read this quote. I snapshot it because it was so kind of like alarming. And that's probably also why they printed it because it's such a diet thing. So this quote says, one woman in Tony, New York suburb tells of another woman who underwent, quote, a total transformation over a year. It was the talk of the town. We were all marveling that she was wasting away, which we meant as a compliment, of course. And then she's like, ultimately, I heard they were both on this drug called Ozempic. And I told the story to a friend. And of, she said, of course, everyone's on it. And then like later in the article, it says, clearly, though, many patients have decided the stomach upset that comes with their weekly at-home injection is worth it. And then thankfully, this doctor actually had something nice, you know... or sane to say it was like, it's the typical American way. Let's just, you know, get a drug to take care of my problems, says this, you know, Stephen Brewer, medical doctor at the famed mm-hmm. wellness resort Canyon Ranch outside Tucson. Yeah. A patient told me yesterday he's on Ozempic. You know, my doctor gave it to me to lose the extra pounds. Brewer says he will consider prescribing, um, Semeglitude only as a last resort. Yeah. You know, so trying to scrape really away severe. the last few pounds, I'm not in favor of it at all. You so, know. yeah, it's like, you know, again, it's like, who is this drug really for? Uh-huh. You know, I, there probably are some great candidates that this could be very useful for, but it like, is. Like Beth yes. is saying, for somebody just you know, a woman who's a size eight that's trying to be a size four and is just ordering this online and having it brought to her door. I don't know if that is, you know. You need the labs to back this up.
0: Like you have to have labs and go to a doctor that is monitoring your labs because if you get it back in control and there are cases where it doesn't matter what you eat or what you do because the way your pancreas is producing insulin, you know, it's like, you know, you can be super healthy and overproduce insulin and you need this medication but, you know, if you change your diet and lifestyle and your insulin comes down and then you get off of it and it, you know, comes in, you need to be able to see if you can get off of it or if this is something that your body needs. And so you have to go to a doctor that is able to monitor you to do these medications. Like, it is really important.
1: Yeah. And then there's another quote by two doctors, Dr. Brewer and Katie Rickle, who is a clinical psychologist and CEO of Structure House Weight Loss Management Clinic and Retreat in North Carolina say. I want y'all to listen to this. Weight loss and weight management are about lifestyle, not just diet and exercise, right? But sleep and stress management too. Which I- <laughs> <laughs> so making someone less physically hungry is not going to solve the whole problem, right? Like, mm-hmm. And then the doctor says, yes, people do misuse ADHD meds, you know, and mm-hmm. even cocaine, right? For mm-hmm. weight management purposes. So sure, doing coke might help you lose a few pounds, but weight management is multifactorial. There's no magic bullet right there is no So i was glad that they noted that at least yeah this like
0: new segue into it is just like oh it's like so it's so much for me
1: well also i mean remember what happened with like fen fen in the 90s like Mm -hmm. women died because their hearts became weak and they couldn't yeah they literally died from like heart attacks right so it's like yeah where is this going? What are the long-term studies on casual use of this prescription weight loss drug? What happens, yes, once you get off of it? What happens if you take it for decades? You know, like do we even know? Right. And is that worth it to you? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I just like think about like, you know, the town country article saying, okay, well, you know, once we get past like the test it's not just a casual thing. A mentor that I used for changing part of our our insurance practice you know she has to be on it for for medical reasons and she said yeah her the first like times that she would be on it when she was first adjusting to it she would just be in line at the bank and just be like casually have to step out of line and go barf you know like because that is like how strong the medication is Is like it is not legit and so I think about those women being like well it must be this hard. It must be working if I'm throwing up or, you know, like, but, and I don't get that sense of like, why is like that kind of suffering okay for taking a medication to lose weight, but like then not going through potentially like, like finding some more like support and root cause as to, you know, like just the more,
1: what's the deeper inner work right Right. and i guess it comes back to like they don't want to do it (laughs) they don't (laughs) don't want to be be their authority they don't want to change yeah they don't want to be their own authority they don't want to change their lifestyle it's (sighs) like that whole addicted to stress and hustling and walking against the wind like you said earlier it's like well this is what they know and they either just don't want to and that's fine i'm not here to no (laughs) i just wish yeah but it's like it's like yeah we 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 just know that it's not going to solve the problem long term so if you are using the drug that then it's like where where might you find yourself in 10 years you know what skills have you built you know how have you learned what have you learned about yourself i don't know so Okay.
0: I My heart rate is, like, through the roof. I'm trying to decompress because I'm, like, you know, I've been, like, holding it in and just being upset when I see them, but I haven't been able to, like, yeah. get it And, again, out. it's not
1: – we're not judging the people that no. choose to do this. We get it, and it's just – it's, like, a plea for, like – we also would hope that it's under some kind of – Medical supervision, or I
0: totally fine with people doing it under medical supervision. Exactly. It is solely this aspect of it coming from, you know, just like these it's the drug companies marketing direct to consumer. well, No, it is like, you know, a startup who then gets somebody, you know, a medical person on their board because they're like, this is how we can do this. We can bring this thing that people want to their door. Right. It's such a a things of, you know, where they took it from this place into this marketplace. It's the same
1: thing, but this is going too far. Oh, well, and what I was going to tell you that you told me not to tell you because you wanted me to save it for this yeah. was that yeah. when we were in Mexico last week, and you know, there's pharmacies everywhere, but on the yeah. way home, I didn't get close enough to any of the other pharmacies during the trip, but at the airport, you know, you're standing right there, and I looked at the list of drugs, <laughs> so I was curious. Yeah, <laughs> and Literally, one of those weight loss drugs was at the very top. Like, you can tell that they just added it, and they added it to the very top of the, wow. of the list, and I just thought. Oh man, Dang this is it. it. People are, yeah, because it is probably pricey since it's not covered by insurance. People are going to be coming to Mexico, stocking up, and it's just it's the new wave. You know, this trend is here, and yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm like, if you think you need it, go to your doctor. Like, go to your doctor. I mean, but frankly, I don't know that I necessarily trust all the doctors either. Because true, <laughs> but
0: at least they're going to monitor your labs,
1: yeah, and your
0: and your blood pressure. You know, like. At the very least, that will happen because that's what we need to be concerned about is is that it's just not a casual, you know, weight loss thing. There are labs that need to be monitored.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I, (laughs) while Beth calms (laughs) down, I will uh, take us out of here. (laughs) So I sure hope that we gave you something new to think about today and helped you take one more step on your path to freeing yourself from diet culture, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at path underscore nutrition. And if you're looking to change your relationship with food in your body from a whole health perspective, please visit us on our website at pathnutrition.com. Bye. Bye, everyone. I'll behave next week. <laughs> <laughs>